half years ago now at this point um the company that i was working for we had been building homes in boise for the last like 12 or 13 years pretty good doing really well and they decided that they were gonna send someone to twin falls to start building houses in twin falls and so i was among the contenders had some interviews and stuff and um they decided hey we want want you to do this so they like brought it to me asked me if it was something that i wanted to do and of course it would have been a promotion for me and kind of like a a bigger more prestigious thing so i was like pretty excited about it i think it'd be cool but I told them, hey, I need to talk to my wife and kind of figure things out, see how she thinks, because it's a big deal to, like, pick up your family and move them to a different location for a job. So um, so I did that, met with my wife, and we kind of talked about it. And we thought, hey, let's go to Twin Falls one weekend and, like, check it out and just see what we think about it. So we drove down and... Um, like talked about it the whole way down there, felt pretty good about it. I'm sure we like prayed a couple of times. Um, just like, what what should we do? How should we feel about this? What is kind of going to be our process? So we got down there, enjoyed a pretty good weekend. I think we stayed the night at a hotel and just kind of hung out at Twin Falls. And it was nicer than we expected it to be. And we, we liked it and we felt pretty good about it. And so overall, it was like a good trip. Um, really enjoyed it. By the end of it, the weekend, we were feeling pretty good about it. And like we we prayed about it a couple more times just to make sure that it was what we wanted to do and felt pretty strongly that that was like where we needed to be. And so next day I told my bosses and stuff, hey, yeah, we're we're interested. We'll take care of it. And they said, OK, great. You know, they picked a time for us to move out there. And so over the course of the next couple of months, I still cut my job. I was working here in Boise, but we would like go down there and like look for houses and stuff like that. And the job was going to be, you know, we were starting up this company down there essentially. And so it was, my family was thinking like three to five years, probably it was kind of how long we're going to be down there. And so we were like, well, we'll sell our house up here in Boise. We'll move down there, buy a house and kind of, you know, start living there more long-term. Um, and so we did, and like, we kept feeling good really good about things as we went like buying a house um we got down there looked at a bunch of houses and like some were good some were not and then we found one that we really liked um it was like a fixer upper we thought it was super cute it was gonna be fun for the next five years to like fix up this house with our family and stuff so we went did that um sold our house up here bought the house down there and moved to twin falls in like october of 20 it's probably 2020 2021 okay okay so we're down there and we're like all right this is it um we were there for like six months i was working um we were building probably like probably like six or seven houses that like i put in the ground in the course of that you know a couple months and it was like, I was doing like all the permitting, I was doing everything. It was literally just me down there working on it. Um, we had like some supervisors and stuff up here that would supervise, but so I was there for six months. We felt really good. Things were going great. And then like the, the supervisor that was over me and I kind of started to like butt heads a little bit about ideas and stuff. He was new to the industry. Um, 
I kind of had had some thoughts that I didn't really agree with, but whatever. Anyway, so we kind of had like a rocky relationship for a little bit, and it was kind of weird. But then all of a sudden, they like totally let me go and like fired me kind of out of the blue. And it was super bizarre and super weird. And I just remember feeling like crushed, like how on earth did this happen um, type thing. Luckily, a couple of weeks prior, I like got a phone call from the company that I work for and they were like, hey, we want you to move back to Boise. And so I could kind of like feel that it was getting rocky with my supervisor and like, like it, it had to be like some sort of intervention. The company you were currently working for, currently work for wanted you to now move back to Boise. No, a new company. Oh, a new company. So, yeah, a new okay. company up here in Boise. They called me and they were like, hey, you know, we're interested to have you if you want to come back to Boise. So like a couple of weeks prior to me getting fired, you know, I had this opportunity. And because I felt like things were a little rocky, I like took it seriously instead of just being like, oh, yeah, hey, let's do this. But like, and so anyway, the whole thing kind of went crazy, but like we were back up here in Boise by March of 2022. So like we were literally, we moved down there October and then like bought a house, bought a house and like right away turned back around and came back up here. You still have the house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We still have that. And you're just renting it out? <laughs> right now my parents are in it. Oh, okay. Um, and they're like helping me fix it up and stuff. Cool. And so, and then we'll we'll sell it eventually. But anyway, yeah, don't so, sell it. <laughs> hold, hold on to it. No, just turn it into a rental, man. Rental. Yeah. No, I've got two houses. No, we'll see what we end up doing with it. We'll see how the market is. But um, but anyway, I wanted to tell that story because, like, looking back at it now, um, I can like look at it clearly and I can see the points and the things that like. God was trying to teach us through that experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I still don't know like completely the reason why we went down there, but um, looking back, it is a lot easier to like pinpoint little important things that my family learned along the way. And, um, and in the moment it felt extremely disheartening to like feel like we're doing exactly what heavenly father wants us to do, feeling good about stuff. And then like having it all like ripped out from under your feet. And so anyway, this, this week reading about Nephi and his family and like their travels in the wilderness, there are lots of times throughout that like they're doing what they're supposed to do. And then their the rug gets ripped out from underneath their family. Mm -hmm. um, Nephi breaks his bow. Like they've got to build a ship. There are just like things that happen, even though they're doing generally what God wants them to do. Um, and they're able to learn things throughout that process. And so I was just thinking about all of that and, and trying to liken what we're reading about to me. And, and in a way that like twin falls thing has kind of become my, my personal wilderness. And I think my wife would probably just say the same thing, like, like coming out on the tail end of it, it was an overall good experience, but while you're like going through it, it like sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sure Nephi was like looking back at the experience from a different perspective as he was writing it. But like when he talks about how like Lehi and stuff, even Lehi murmurs when he breaks his bow and just things like that, like likening it to me and my family, it's a lot easier to understand how they got to that point and like how easy it is to be like, oh crap, like, and forget kind of the bigger picture. Yeah. 
Do you um, ever think Nephi actually murmured? Because he doesn't really talk about him murmuring in in the scriptures at all, right? <clears throat> like he talks about, well, he murmured and he murmured, and you think about like your kids. Yeah, they're never at fault, and everyone else is always the one murmuring. <laughs> the one. Well, and especially he, if like you're writing a diary. Yeah, about you're it. like yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're like this, uh, person that part this, out. this person was doing that, and then I was being awesome. <laughs> And here I am. No, I mean, I'm sure he did. Yeah. No, and and he's got to. I mean, he he laments about it later. I don't know about like specifically him murmuring, but like he right. does, he does say that he he fails sometimes at doing things. Um, I I can only imagine that he probably murmured to himself or to his wife a little bit about his brothers and stuff. Like, I'm sure it was just hard. But I mean, the just the whole process. Um it's amazing it's amazing what they were able to do um but i'm sure he did i you know i mean yeah as good as he is we're all we're all human i'm sure it was probably a different murmuring it was probably i was, I was about, just about to say i was like i wonder if it's more along the lines of like man this sucks all right all right guys what are we supposed to do <laughs> let's figure this out yeah no and like i like like the, throughout all the instances Nephi really does have a good attitude about the majority of things mm -hmm. and it it could be the author doing that but um I feel like he he's definitely a go-doer rather than like a I'm gonna sit and think about this or whatever um and so I I and I I think we can take that from him like half the time it's just hey are you willing to go do something start so, something so yeah I mean that it, I don't my dad didn't send me the reference of a scripture he sent me yesterday, so I, I don't know where this is yeah. off the top of my head. Um, but it it explains how Nephi was like all the time. Yeah. And it I really wish I knew what the reference was, but I can tell you what it says. Um, it says, for behold, it is not meet that I should command I should command in all things, for he that is compelled in all things, the same is a, lot, a slothful and not a wise servant, wherefore, wherefore he receiveth no reward. Verily I say unto you, men should be anxious, anxiously engaged in a good cause and do many things of their own free will and bring to pass much righteousness. And there's more that goes on. Like, like that's how Nephi lived. Like he was like, I'm going to be anxious, anxiously engaged in a good cause. I'm going to seek the counsel of God, but I'm not going to just sit around and do nothing until I am being directed by God. Because that's not the way that God intends it. He tends to be proactive in, in everything that we're doing. Yeah. And, um, and, and like him, you know, he's super proactive when he's doing so when he, he needs help, he's like, I'm, I'm trying to do this. And, even if like like let's say like when he went to uh when god revealed him that he needed to build a boat yeah if if uh if god didn't tell him where to get the ore and what where to get the wood or whatever he would have he still would have figured it out somehow like yeah. he would have been doing it himself trying to figure out where everything was he wouldn't have just sat around and been like, whoa, God hasn't told me yet, so I'm just going to sit on my butt and do nothing. Yeah. Like, he's going to be out there actively looking. And I mean, that's how he was with the bow. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't 
I don't, I mean, I don't recall the scriptures saying that God revealed to him what to do with a bow. Like he just, he's like, okay, we need food. I'm just going to go make a bow and an arrow and go get some food. Yeah. Figure, figure it out. He figured it out. Mm -hmm. He was anxiously engaged in that cause. So that is, that's a, a, I think an awesome lesson for, for us as men as providers yeah. to, to not just sit around and wait for something to be handed to us by God. Yeah. Or anybody for that matter. Yeah. Or, you know, your, your, your elders quorum leader elders or leader, bishop, bishop, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, you need to be performing stuff yourself and just, just do things. Yeah. And then if, and when you need extra assistance, God, may or may not be there to help you he'll probably be more willing to help you because yeah. you are putting forth the effort but but yeah just being anxiously engaged in a good cause i like i really i need to figure out what passage this is but i, I was like i think this is just what i'm gonna this is gonna be my mantra <laughs> for this passage of scripture no i i i love that and i think um i think there's there's some wise stuff in there too when he does break his bow you know he does his part and he fixes it um by by building a new one and then at this point like nephi's got a great relationship with god and i find it interesting that he goes to lehi who's been murmuring and i think at that point had been like admonished by god like that he needed to stop murmuring and like get his crap together <laughs> but he goes to him and he asks him like okay now where do i go to find the food like go go talk to god and find out where i need to go i have the bow i have the tools to do it but i want you to tell me where that's right that's right he go back to and I, I think that's interesting on a, on a couple things part of it is like i wonder to kind of like help his dad like get back into the swing of things like dude i realize that it's hard now you can still do this and God will still like help us figure it out. Help him get him out of his funk. Yeah. yeah. But another thing too is like like there there are some things that when we allow other people to serve us or when we allow our leaders, um, like we can help them lead by giving them that like push or that um example, you know, hey Right now, you might not be doing everything 100% or whatever, but help me figure this out, and in turn, it'll help you. Yeah, well, the when you're doing that, you're giving them the opportunity to, like, exercise or calling mm -hmm. and serve you. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought that that was pretty cool, and that a young a young guy like Nephi would do that would, would kind of push for that yeah, and he's, and he's you know he's obeying the fifth commandment of honoring thy father and thy mother yeah. you know, he's going to his dad for counsel and advice and probably not just as a father but as a religious leader as well mm -hmm. like hey i made a bow I made made a arrow i can go get us food i need you to tell me where i need to go yeah yeah listen dad i did my part Get off your lazy butt. Go to yours. <laughs> help, help us figure this out now. No, I, I think I think it's cool. Um, and that's like there's so much to learn from the scriptures. It just blows my mind every time I read them. Um, yeah, and and the same thing 
And like you were saying, the same thing happens when he's there building the boat. Like, God tells him to build a boat. He finds the ore, makes the tools. Um, like, what a great example of Nephi just being, like, awesome at, like, just about everything. He's, like, building building tools so that he can build the boat. Um, I probably would have, like, opted, hey, can I just find some tools out here somewhere? <laughs> Rather than having to do this. But, um, no, I was, not this week, but last week, I watched a documentary on YouTube about, like, their, their journeys in the wilderness. It's kind of an older documentary. I'll put it in the show notes and stuff. But um, one thing that was kind of cool that I had never really thought about before is they talk a lot about how interested Nephi is in like like machining and like war and like metal allergy or whatever it's called <clears throat> he like yeah I, whatever yeah, it's called <laughs> the working of metal, I don't, I can't but they, they talk about it that like he builds his set of plates Right. And like he, he does that himself. Um, when he's talking about the Liahona, he like talks about the fine craftsmanship. They're like, that's kind of interesting to like put in there instead of just being like, hey, it was a, a director that took us. He's like, it was built really cool. <laughs> he's very, very interested in that. And like he built the tools. Anyway, throughout throughout the whole process. And I just thought that that was an interesting thing that he he probably did did a lot of that either in Jerusalem or was just interested in that but I just I just found that kind of funny and it it made him a little bit more personal to us because there are things that we like we like to tinker or we like messing around with I don't know I, I enjoy guns and things like that so it's just fun to play with those and kind of figure out how they work and stuff and he was kind of the same way with some of these things so um I thought that that was pretty interesting yeah, the Liahona is an interesting, interesting tool. I'm interested to, to see, to see what it looks like, mm -hmm. and how it really functions. I know it says it functions based off of, off of faith. Yeah. And but the writings change from time to time, and it's like, well, what the heck were the writings on it? Like, yeah. What was it saying? Because it doesn't really say what the writings were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, what kind of writings were were on it? Yeah. And how did they, like, what what did it matter? Like, how did they change? Like, is it, like, carved in there, and then suddenly it's, like, carved differently? Or, like, is it, like, a phone? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't yeah, we, like, but yeah, like, yeah. Close in the dark. How, how did that work, and how did it operate? It would, would be super interesting to know. And, like, how crazy would that be to, like, Quantum physics. Handle, I know, exactly. Handle, <laughs> handle something. It was probably a compass of some kind, but handle something that like god created that wasn't natural um, well if you watch the cartoon it totally looks like a compass oh, yeah, and that's i'm sure it's like completely exactly accurate what of what it i'm sure they prayed over like. those arts yeah <laughs> you're like is this what it looked like yes okay this is exactly what it is um yeah no it, was, it would be cool cool to go back and look at all that stuff you're looking back at those cartoons like i always look at like layman and lemuel like uh i don't know which i don't remember who was who but one of them looked like like a a total drug addict <laughs> totally skinny scrawny 
like tiny guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then another guy was just like super big and fat and and uh just anyways, I just always thought those cartoons were I loved them though. Yeah, no, they're sweet. They're still awesome. My kids watch them. I learned so much from those. <laughs> um yeah, the going through these scriptures in the end of Nephi, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that it covers. Um and it's there's some Isaiah chapters. Which was what was an Isaiah chapter? Um chapter twenty. Oh. I actually stopped right before twenty. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty one's Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah two. So yeah, the last ones. Um dude, one thing that I was thinking about, they always depict Lehi as like old. Uh-huh. But like he fathers he fathers two, at least two more sons. Jacob and that was just Jacob. Jacob and Joseph. And Joseph. Yeah. So he fathers two more sons in the wilderness. I'm just trying to like figure out how old him and Sarai are. Cause like I'm trying to remember. Well, dude, Abraham's wife had their first baby at like a hundred. Super old. It was like yeah, ninety something years old. That was like a super special thing. I don't know that everyone can do that. <laughs> no, but like they'll live to be like eight hundred. I guess not when Abraham was there. They didn't live that long. Yeah, I don't no, think. No, I don't think so either. But you know, he passes away pretty shortly after these chapters. Yeah, um, he. I think he passes away in. Like first right. in Second Nephi chapter one. Yeah. And so it's been, let's see, thirty years. Between thirty years and uh thirty or twenty eight years since they left Jerusalem. How many? Thirty to twenty eight is is chapter Why why did it take them well that was just to get that was so to get to the promised land, I thought that was like eight years. Uh, let's see, five ninety one to because they were in the wilderness for eight years and then they traveled over, and so then his his dad lasted in the promised land for for a couple of years for a while. So yeah, five eighty eight to five seventy. They left in six hundred BC. So and of course it's like a range, so right. it could be more in there, but. And, you know, if they're gone for 30 years and they're still fathering people and then they pass away. Their life spans were probably pretty similar to ours. 60s, 70s was probably when they passed away. But, like, when they left Jerusalem, they were, like, in their 30s, dude, I think. Like, Lehi would have been in his 30s. That would have put everyone else so freaking young. Though. I know. But, like, I'm sure they probably started having children pretty early like like in their teens probably is probably when they started having kids and so like they were pretty young dude mm. do you know what i mean yeah because like now i like want to go look at all the timeline and like 
like try to pinpoint it. Yeah. But like, like I'm thinking that they were pretty young. Yeah, because it doesn't say the age of any of them. Yeah, I don't think so either. But like, like for for Nephi to be a middle child and have two older brothers, and then in eight years get married, like they, I think they were pretty young, dude. Which is very very interesting to me. I've never like actually like thought about that or looked at that, but like. Because I always think of Lehi as just like this old dude with a beard. He's always this like super old dude. But like I I can't imagine that he would be that old, like at this at this time. And who knows, maybe they've talked about it somewhere, but I would say he's in his forties. When they left. When they left. And and it very well could be. So he he dies when he's in his sixties or seventies. Would probably be yeah. probably pretty normal, but but even then, if he's in his forties, yeah, I guess that's that's probably not too bad. Because I could still put like Layman in the Lemuel early, early twenties. Early twenties. Could put Nephi in his teens, Sam in his teens, mm-hmm. and it could still have a little bit of time for Sariah to give birth to a couple more yeah. kids. Yes, but also I remember that they traveled two hundred miles back to Jerusalem by themselves yeah they had to be old enough to know something yeah to to do what they needed to for and back then i know everything was totally different back then and teenagers probably could have done that no problem yeah that's true um they would have done it barefoot with a deer on their back or something yeah. but <laughs> it's true yeah so but yeah I mean, they very easily could have been in their teens when they did all that stuff yeah wait can you imagine like you're 16 have all this responsibility and drunk guy God wants me to kill him (laughs) cut his head off Uh, it's true anyway um yeah I definitely wouldn't wouldn't want my kids alone in the desert for 10 days going back to Jerusalem to get the plates or like to send them to labor (laughs) like yeah go for it might explain why Sarai was so like so uptight, uptight about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like little little kids are out there. She's like, dude, you just sent you just sent my entire family back to go get the plates. Oh man, no, nah, that'd be pretty funny. And it could have, you know, because if you think of like Laban, I know we're going backwards, but you think about Laban, he would have been an, an adult with all this money and success or whatever, and then these teenagers show up in their house, be like, hey. We want this. Be like, get out of my freaking house. Yeah. Like, who are <laughs> like, you? What are you talking about? Like, there's, there's like no respect between them, right? Yeah. But if if somebody like if Lehi would have showed up, there, the the conversation probably would have been different. Maybe, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because there might have been a more level of respect for each other because of the age or whatever was going on. But then again, everyone freaking hated Lehi. Yeah. And. So that actually probably would have got him killed if he did that. <laughs> would have been even worse. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it's cool to see how, just how much God is at work in all of our lives and all the decisions that we make. Um, and, and the same with Nephi and his family. I mean, he, he really is taking care of each and every one of us in his own way. And sometimes, sometimes we can't always see it, but but I do feel like he does. There's a, there's usually usually good that comes out of everything. 
Yeah, the hindsight 2020 thing is real. Yeah. And it's kind of annoying. Like, why can't I just see it, like, while it's happening? Why can't I see the 2020 now? Why do I have to wait until six months or a year from now to look back and be like, this is, this, that's, that's why. That's exactly why. Yeah. No, and I'm, dude, I'm sure they felt it too. They go through all these experiences, all these amazing, crazy things happen. And yeah, they probably just look back on it and they're like, whoa, that time in the wilderness was pretty wild, guys. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that. Um, in chapter 19, um, I did like where he talks about it's it's right before the Isaiah chapter, so he's talking about the books of Moses and like the Bible and stuff that they studied and read, um, and like I imagined the the times that they're not that he doesn't really write about in the Book of Mormon where they're like studying the scriptures with the family and like doing all these things that we kind of do with our kids. Um and and it, it made me realize a lot more than I have in the past that there's there's a ton missing out of that twelve years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we really have nineteen chapters of of their experiences and things that happened. And I think that goes along with what you were talking about last time, how like like Layman and Lemuel um like we're we're oftentimes a lot more like Layman and Lemuel than we think. And like they seem like from Nephi's perspective that they just like completely suck. Mm-hmm. But like they were probably pretty good kids who still were trying to do the best that they could but they just had less faults than Nephi did and less Dude, like ability. Nephi shamed them to become <laughs> less active. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Let's just rewrite the Book of Mormon here. <laughs> Nephi's fault. Dude, have you seen one of the freaking streaming services? I think it's Prime or something. They're doing they're doing a children's cartoon and they're like doing Adam and Eve, but where, like, Satan's the victim, somehow, like, he's... And I'm just like, dude, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. It's so freaking annoying. But you talking about that just made me think about that, because it's like, they, like, take something that's truthful, should be perfect, cut and dry, pretty simple, and they just, like, flip it on its head in order to try to, like, change it. Anyway, I'll have to... Show you I did. I saw something recently. It was there was like five or six people standing together, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Raise your hand if you think Satan's evil." And only one of them raised their hand. Jeez. And they was like, "Okay, come over here." And then they started talking to the others. They're mm-hmm. like, and they were talking about Adam and Eve and how how God tricked Satan into tricking Adam and Eve. Yeah, and so it's like in in a, in a weird way, it's all Heavenly Father's fault. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? It's bizarre. It's crazy what the world is today, and it just like, dude, that's the whole reason why I wanted to do something like this, where like 
get together with people who are like-minded and just like try to strengthen each other because it's Seriously. just like it is getting crazy and it's only going to get worse um but i do think that at least for me it's it's helpful to like go over these with someone and talk about them and like really think about how they work and how we can use them in our lives in order to be better so i definitely appreciate it so let's talk about the boat for a second yeah traveling on the boat okay i don't know what to talk about it but it keeps keep just like thinking about the boat experience mm -hmm. and just they you know they they went through all that experience to get the boat made nephi came down hey we're gonna build a boat and his brothers you know did their thing making fun of him murmuring They're like we're not gonna build a freaking boat like you're stupid we're not gonna do that like how are you gonna build a boat and and the they want to kill him and they want to kill lehi again and they want to kill everybody <laughs> and they want to just like kill everybody who's trying to follow the commandments of god yeah but but uh they they go to attack nephi and nephi you know was told to raise his hand and god would show forth his power to them and he does and then they try to actually worship nephi yeah he's like no 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 don't worship me. Repent and worship God and help me build this stupid boat. <laughs> like, I need your help. Help me build the boat. And they do. And they build it. And it's like the second that the boat's built and they get on the waters, like they revert back into. I'm guessing they were like partying on the boat or something. Yeah. You know, but it's it's that the phrase that happens so often in the scriptures of 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 uh. Oh, what does it say that, that he that God is is quickly forgotten, mm -hmm. and just how often that is with Laman and Lemuel and their families, like they're the they're all their families are like that. Yeah. I think even the Ishmael's Ishmael boys were the same as like Laman and Lemuel. Yeah. I don't think any of them stuck around with the Nephites. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And, um, you know, when they're on the boat, they do that and then they tie, they tie him up and, you know, Nephi doesn't just get loose out of his bands again. He's like stuck. You know, I guess Laman and Lemuel finally figure out how to actually tie a knot. <laughs> no, I was going to say, isn't this like the fourth or fifth time that they've tied him up? I'm like, geez, dude, you guys. Maybe they were like practicing behind Nephi. So, okay, next time we tie him up, we're going to do it like this. We're going to do it like this. And here, Laman, let me, let me practice on you. Um, but, uh, you know, he gets tied up, but, but he talks, God, I don't know if it's God's talking to Nephi or it's just like, this is just Nephi recounting his experience at it of, you know, he wasn't delivered like right away. And it was God's purpose was so that he could show forth his power to, to them. Right. Like you remember hearing about that a little bit. Um, and it gets all crazy waves everyone thinks that they're going to capsize and die and 
how does Nephi get free? Do you remember? I actually don't remember. I forget. That's I was just like scanning through it just to kind of refresh my memory. It's been a little bit, but he bursts his bands, or does his wife come and free him, or does his mom come and free him? They he they actually Laman and Lemuel free him. Laman and Lemuel free him because they get scared scared that they were gonna die. And they're they're like, oh, come save us. He's like the only one who has faith in anything here. <laughs> well, and it's it's interesting that he notes that like they tie him up, the Liahona stops working, and they like don't know where to steer the ship. <laughs> and so it just makes me think like they didn't really have a plan. <laughs> like like they really didn't got got drunk, got married, started dancing and hanging out, and then they just decided, all right, we're we'll be fine. <laughs> we're we're good. But but yeah, they they weren't really thinking because they didn't really know how to steer the ship or what would happen if the Leahona stopped working for them. Like I don't know what their plan was long term. Um they just needed a sunstone dude, like the Vikings. That's true. Just to get them exactly where they needed to go. They probably wouldn't know how to use those though. Um no, but I mean, this whole story, it's interesting. It reminds me a lot of the children of Israel after they, when they wander in the in the wilderness and Moses goes up to get the Ten Commandments. Well, he goes up to get our law, the higher law, mm-hmm. and they start partying and start doing things that they shouldn't do. He has to go back and get the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I've always thought that that was funny and kind of weird. Because he's like, he's in this valley with these people, and he's like, I'm going to go up into the mountain and pray to God. And he goes up, and it's like, you wouldn't think that he'd be gone, like, that long. That long. Yeah. And then by the time he comes back, there's already, like, <laughs> they're worshiping cows. Yeah, like, all this. What? Uh, it's like, how? It's like, I wonder how long Moses was gone during that time. Like, how long did he actually leave for? Because it seemed like, they, it's like, yeah, we'll be back in a couple hours, and it's like they're already eating the fire as he's <laughs> they're preparing, preparing to worship idols as he's leaving. No, it is super interesting, but it, dude, it goes back, and it's the same thing with these guys. Like, yeah, we are slow. We are so slow to remember God. Like in all these things, they see miracles. They walk across the Red Sea. Laman and Lemuel like see their younger brother build a boat and like <laughs> like they just days later, you know, are are forgetting all this. They've seen angels and like, dude, we're the same. It even goes back to um the tree of life. Like when you take the fruit and sometimes you forget, you lose track, you turn around and start looking at the spacious building or whatever. Like it really, really takes daily diligence daily you know as much as possible your whole heart it really takes your whole heart to like follow and and do what you need to do every day that's one reason why it's so important to gain your own personal testimony of the gospel because i i was guarantee Laman and Lemuel's were just all based off of his parents, their parents, parents, or Nephi when Nephi, when he shocks yeah. them or whatever. Like these, yeah. yeah, yeah. But having like their own strong personal conviction of of things, it's like 
that I mean that's it's really the only thing that keeps me going to church is because I do have my own personal convictions that I won't waver on, regardless of how annoyed I am or frustrated at whatever, whether it's something something that the church culture is doing, something that happens in the world, like it doesn't matter. It's like there's still people and my testimony isn't in them, my testimony is in God. Yeah. And so it's I think that's one reason why it's just so important to gain your own personal testimony yeah. of the gospel. Yeah, I I love that part of it. And I think I think growing up that was something that I never really understood or at least like never put into practice super well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably just like the way the gospel goes. When you're younger, you can't like it's a lot harder to figure out what you need to be doing. Like there's so many distractions and so many things that you're looking forward to as being an adult or whatever. But like as as you get older and you start to realize that like, oh, what my parents were saying or oh, what those people were saying, like most of it is true and good. Um, and you, you kind of start to figure it out yourself. It's very, I'm finding more and more that it's very like, personal to everyone the gospel is different for everyone but the same i would say it's the same for everyone the gospel because the gospel like if you look in at that what the actual doctrine of the gospel oh, is yeah. it is it is it doesn't vary it's not different it's the same thing for literally everybody yeah but you know we all have our own different paths and different trials or different situations that we go through that make learning the doctrine and learning the gospel different but the gospel you know gospel stands for like the good news or something like that yeah and and the gospel is is like all about christ his coming his atonement final salvation and that's that's like that's basically it yeah no that's true and so so the gospel, I would I would say the gospel isn't different for everyone. It like our our path to return to live with God is looks different. Yeah. But the same. Yeah. The, the end result of the gospel and the the gospel itself, so the teachings and stuff are the same. But how we how we live and choose to interact with that is is what changes for everyone. Yeah. But I and and that's cool to me that everyone can have a different experience, but yet come to similar or the same conclusions mm-hmm. you know um and yeah essentially it's it's the reason why you keep going to church it's the reason why you do the things that you need to do mm-hmm.